The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic Music Reviews, presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and The Crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Vault Podcast, Classic Music Reviews. Presented by IV Creative, it's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and we want to thank all the fans out there stateside and worldwide once again for continuing to support the show. I want to apologize to you all for our brief hiatus there. I know you all noticed that we hadn't posted in a couple of weeks. Well, I do have great news to report. As I mentioned at the end of the year, last year, during my wrap-up of 2022, that my wife and I were expecting our first child, well... Baby boy is here. My son Amir is now here. He was born on March 16th and we could not be happier. So your boy had to take a little bit of time off to get son, son and my wife in the right place. We are back home. Mom's doing well. Baby's doing well. And we just love to be back here. And I can't wait to be able to share with my son all the things that I love, including my love for hip hop music. So definitely shout out to my son and to my wife as well for that but we're back on track y'all here we are back in the vault want to thank you all for continuing to support us we got lots of great things lined up as we get now out of the first quarter into the second quarter and man do we have a packed second quarter for you lined up here want to remind you all to go to our website vaultclassicpod.com that's vaultclassicpod.com there you can go to the website check out all of our merchandise as well we have a merch store up the past episodes leave a review Go to our Buy Me A Coffee page as well and just go there and just check out, see what we got going on. All of our social media pages are listed there. You can get to all of our social media accounts from there. Again, that's vaultclassicpod.com. Once again, that's vaultclassicpod.com. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault. Hashtag nothing but the classics or NBTC. And today we're going to go back 25 years ago. We're going to go to the fifth album by none other than hip hop duo Gangstar, DJ Premier and Guru, Moment of Truth. Released on March 31st, 1998 on New Tribe and Virgin Records. Recorded between May 1997 and January 1998 at the famous and legendary D&D Studios in New York City. With a runtime of 78 minutes minutes and 37 seconds a very ambitious album at 20 tracks the producers on this of course dj premiere and guru premiere produced the majority of these tracks but there were two tracks on here that were sole produced by guru in which he received primary producing credit and that was she knows what she wants and make them pay and also the guest spots on here none other than inspector deck hannibal stacks mop big Shug. Freddie Fox, Crump Snatcher, G Dep, Sugar Shaw, Scarface, and Casey and JoJo. So, quite the guest list on here for featured artists on Moment of Truth. The singles on Moment of Truth, the first one, 
You Know My Steeds released originally November of 1997. The second one actually isn't listed here, what I'm looking at, but I know it was Royalty featuring Casey and JoJo, which was released in 1998. And then the Militia released in July 28th, 1998, the third single from Moment of Truth by Gangstar. So just to go into a little bit about this album, Moment of Truth. Now, this was the fifth album by Premier and Guru. Their album previously to this was their 1994 fourth album, Hard to Earn. This arrived after a four-year hiatus and after Hard to Earn. And in between this time, Guru took the time to complete another Jazzmatazz album. And Premier, at that point, began to make his mark as an elite producer by crafting beats and producing tracks for likes of many different artists, such as Nas, Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z, The Crooklyn Dodgers, M.O.P., Group Home, and many, many more. Now, the album arrived at a time in 1998 where the hip-hop scene was definitely in a drastically different place than the time when Hard to Earn landed in 1994. At this point in time, the industry had become so much more commercialized. It was at a point when they first dropped their debut album in 1989 with No More Mr. Nice Guy that hip-hop was still being seen and the media and many other circles is still just a fad. And it was still even catching on in 1994, even though it had made plenty of headway from that time when they dropped their debut. Well, by the time 1998 swung around, you see the corporate brands and America starting to buy into this idea of what hip hop was, that it had staying power and it had energy that it could bring to brands. So you'd see them starting to create ad campaigns and products that were boosted by hip hop stars. You saw it with sodas and fast food chains. Everybody remembers all the different ones, McDonald's and also Sprite featuring hip hop themes and also hip hop stars. And we see where we are now with that and 2023 that was always counter to what premier and guru stood for they were always the torchbearers of the underground and they stayed true to that from the very beginning all the way through until the end when uh, guru departed this earth and as a group that was always their calling card after that hiatus in between 94 and 98 they found themselves in the genre that they loved kind of at a crossroads so the album title moment of truth i would think has a double meaning to it one, the duo and hip-hop was at a crossroads as to where the soul of the music would go, and this, meaning the album and the year of 1998, would be the moment of truth to see where it went. And then the second meaning, I would say, would have to be that in their hiatus, there had been a lot of turmoil within the group. Now, family members had passed away during this time as well. Guru had a couple of legal problems related to some assault and gun charges. There were a couple of different charges that happened in between that time. So there was some uncertainty regarding whether or not Guru would be facing jail time or not. Guru, according to Primo during this time as well, also began drinking a little heavily and there would be times where his behavior would be a little erratic. And there will also be a lot of times where he would call Primo and leave him voicemails and voice messages, cursing him out. And it got to the point where Primo says in his interview that he grew tired of it. And for a very short period of time, he actually took a hiatus away from Guru and the group before they reconciled and they started recording this album. There's a really good story about the recording of this album. As a matter of fact, I'm going to post this in our show notes, uh, article on Ambrosia for Heads for the 20th anniversary of Moment of Truth, where Premier lays down a lot of storylines that are really cool in regards to the making of this album. So we want to make sure that we give that the highlight that it definitely deserves because this album, I would say, even Premier himself said it, 
it's probably Gangstar's most important album to him. And that's saying something regarding their catalog, if you look at their catalog in depth. So an album that has a story, and when you listen to the music, it definitely tells a story there. Largely, the album, Moment of Truth, and the title was all about a crossroads. Something that could be boiled down to two questions. What are you going to do? And where do we go from here? That is the moment of truth. First thoughts and reflections. So my first reaction to moment of truth when I first heard it, and I actually copped this album when it came out in 1998, because I was really, really hyped about the two singles that I heard that being, you know, my steez and also royalty featuring Casey and Jojo. Now, you know, my steez actually was a track that I went out and got that single. And I used to use that instrumental to record downstairs in my basement with this tape deck that I had a setup that my dad had downstairs in the basement. I used to record myself rapping over that instrumental. Like I love that instrumental. I love the song itself. And then when royalty dropped, I was just like, all right, well, this is Gangstar, but then also Casey and Jojo. And I think a lot of people back then would probably look back and say, oh man, this is probably Gangstar's attempt to probably commercialize and sell out. But the way that the song was done, it was done so brilliantly that it was just like, it was vintage Gangstar. And Casey and Jojo just complimented the track so well to me. To me, that royalty, to me, in the back half of Gangstar's catalog is one of my favorite tracks by them. And I love the way that they did it. And it didn't seem corny. It didn't seem forced. And it didn't seem commercialized. And that beat for royalty, my gosh. I mean, the the breakdown at the end of that song really, really works. But I welcome the combination and the return of Guru and Premiere. This, to me, were moment of truth when we listened to it. And when I listened to the album in full, was a reminder of why I and why fans fell in love with them in the first place. I mean, it was Vintage Gangstar, but there was something a little bit different when you heard this album as opposed to any of the previous four. Guru's bars on this album seem to hit even a little bit harder, which is really saying something because Guru is, I would say, a premier wordsmith. And while he's not spectacular as an MC as far as his delivery goes, that delivery is so unique. But those bars seem to hit even harder the jewels seem even more profound than they did before, but the stories that he told, to me, was the best progress from the last album. If it was even possible, it seemed like to me on Moment of Truth that he went to a new level lyrically. And I would have to say sometimes you could look and say that his experiences from those arrests and all of the problems he faced in between those two albums and that hiatus probably gave him some new perspective, which gave him the fuel to go to another level lyrically. As sometimes we see with MCs, when they go through turmoil, it even gives them the fuel creatively to be able to tell those stories of that turmoil they went through. Not to be outdone, however, Primo's beat making to me went to a whole nother level here as well. I mean, the grit and the grime as custom with Primo beats were always there, as were the jazz elements. And you saw that on Daily Operation, which we did last year. You saw it on Hard to Earn and, of course, Step into the Arena. But to me, so many of these beats seem cinematic. And I felt... At times when I was listening to Guru Spit over some of these premiere beats, I felt like I was watching a movie. That, to me, is what made a huge difference in regards to listening to this versus any of the previous Gangstar albums. And this is a complex album. It is a mix of skill braggadocio, staying true to the underground, storytelling, and concepts. Everything all mixed together all in one. And you can see all the guests that are on here complimented this so well. I mentioned, you know, of course, the Inspector Deck. We'll get into that in a second when it comes to Above the Clouds. We talked about Casey and JoJo, but even seeing the performances on here from the likes of Hannibal Stacks and M.O.P., Big Suge and Freddie Fox on the Militia, 
And then hearing the likes of an early G-Dap, Sugar Shaw, and then surrounded out with someone like Scarface on Betrayal, it almost seems like everybody who was a part of this album knew that Primo and Guru were taking it to the next level. And they sort of sensed the urgency to step the game up. Sometimes when you have albums like this, and an album where there are 20 tracks, there are no skits. The skits and everything that happens in between here are all things that are part of tracks. There are no skit tracks on here. When you have 20 tracks on here, and you have that many guests, sometimes the guests can drag down the quality of an album. But here, they did nothing but elevate the album up to the next level. It's earned a certain place among albums, for me, among that complex landscape of 1998, as we stated, rap definitely wasn't a crossroads during that time. You sort of had this dichotomy of 1998, as you could possibly say as well, with 1997, where you had sort of one side, which was sort of staying true to the underground nature of hip hop, boom, bap, all of that. Then you had the other side, which was more commercial, which was starting to capitalize on this corporate interest and in being able to get hip hop and their stars involved and brands and advertising and all that stuff. So you had this complex landscape in 1998 and a gangstar fits in where only they can fit in. And that to me is what makes this album so unique because here they were kind of battling amongst this landscape of two different philosophies, if you would, but they did only what they can do. And that's definitely to make good quality music. And they took the music to a next level. Highlights and lowlights. So my highlights on here for Moment of Truth, um, there's so many of them. As we stated, almost 80 minutes of music, 20 tracks on here, all of the songs produced by Premier and Guru. So I'll just go into just a few of them and let you know the reason why. I told you, of course, about what you know, my steez. Love that song. That's what really got me into this. The third track on here, Work, is probably one of my top three tracks on here. It's one of the shortest one on here, but that beat by Premier and Guru definitely flexing on there lyrically. Royalty, I mentioned, of course, why I love that now. I, I love Royalty and then the message by Premier at the end of Royalty talking about what gets on his nerves as far as like, the hip hop game and people basically hustling backwards when it comes to sampling and scratching and also the credit to who goes to what and what they're doing in regards to that. Yeah, definitely a top three highlight on here for me is Above the Clouds, which is track number five. You want to talk about lyrical mastery on here by two guests. Guru definitely brought his A game on here. But when you get to the second verse with Deck, this to me was right near in the point where I thought, okay, Deck is in his prime. This was at the moment coming off of that Wu-Tang Forever album and Deck doing his thing on that album. This was at the time when I thought that if Deck was going to drop an album, it would have been right there in that pocket after forever and in between the new millennium. Because to me, I thought Deck was no better than right there during that time. Above the Clouds is a phenomenal track. I mean, it's something that when you hear that beat with those harps and also that sample, it's just incredible. The stretch on here, JFK to LAX, it's a setup and moment of truth. To me, I would say is a prime example of art imitating life. Now, we talked a lot about Guru's troubles and legal troubles with the gun charges and assault charges. You can see with these tracks right here, as he talks about, you know, there was a mention, of course, that Guru had got knocked, that he had had a charge, and then also talking about the whole thing about a setup and how about who you can trust, and then talking about ending it up with that moment of truth. And moment of truth, to me, as a track is one of my favorite title tracks on a hip-hop album in the 90s. And I love that beat, just one of those cinematic beats that we talked about that Primo makes, 
And then Guru really kind of conveying his emotions as it, as if he only can. Guru has a very, as you said, kind of very level voice, sometimes even monotone. But that delivery is so unique. It gives him a unique proposition. But he only gives it to you the way that he can and being able to explain the situation that he was. I can't help but think that the things that he went through drove this title track of Moment of Truth. And you get into B.I. and Friendship, another hard hit and beat by Premier. Guru out there pretty much again, raising his level, knowing that who he has coming on the track with him. And then MOP during this time, definitely in their pocket. I kind of feel like that 96 to 2000, 2001 era was MOP at their finest. And you have MOP, Danes and Fame out here just absolutely ripping the track up on a hard premiere beat right next to Guru. It just fit and it worked. The Militia, what else can you say? Probably if you talk to many Gangstar fans that are fans of this album, you ask them their favorite track. Venture to say a lot of people will put this within their top three or four tracks. The Militia, great track. Big Shug leading it off, doing his thing. Guru kind of setting things up in the middle. But then Freddie Fox ending the track out, just completely killing it. I mean, just going almost, I want to say, Capadonna Winter Wars at the end of it. Not quite to that extent, but definitely killing the track with that extended verse to a great song. And the Militia, really, one of the best tracks on here. But then getting into the second half of the album, some of the highlights on here. What I love is I love she knows what she wants. And Guru, to me, like I said, has never really been the guy when you think about the one who makes tracks for the ladies. You think about a lot of other rappers during that time. But Guru, when he does make these tracks like X-Girl to Next Girl and a track like this, gives you a track where you can talk things about with the ladies that he's very unique at. And one of the tracks that he produced, I love it. Tracks like New York Straight Talk and Make Em Pay with Crump Snatcher. Just, to me, almost like vintage gangstar, underground, grimy type stuff. But then in the mall, the mall to me is such an underrated track on here. And being able to hear an early G-Dep and Sugar Shaw, to me, I would say one of the most well-rounded lyrical performances on here with the guest. I mean, you have great performances on the Militia with Above the Clouds. But because it was so unexpected, because these were two names that I did not know listening the first time around. And listening and hearing to that track, the ball was just like with that beat, incredible. When you get into Portrayal by Scarface, talk about like an unexpected pairing. At that time, it seemed unexpected. But now, knowing what you know, knowing that Primo's from Houston and that he wanted to do work with Scarface and seeing really the, the contrast in style between Guru and Scarface talking about Betrayal, one of my favorite tracks on here as well. And I'm glad that time did not pass where we had a Gangstar album that f did not feature Scarface and that we got to experience that before time ended. And then the album closes out great with Next Time and In Memory Of. Great track there, man. There are no lowlights on here. I didn't mention every track on here, but tracks like The Rep Goes Bigger and What I'm Here For and my advice to you are all songs that are songs that hold their own weight with this album. Robin Hood Theory as well. There are no lowlights on here. There's not even something that I can really nitpick about on this Gangstar album. I mean, to me, for an album that's almost 80 minutes long, to sit there and think about, oh, okay, yeah, well, this track was a little too long. I didn't, this was boring. or oh, this seemed out of place. No. It was like if you wanted to take four years off from an album after coming out with the album in 94 with Hard to Earn, coming out with this, it's like you saw the time, the care, the crafting of this album to make it what it was. That's how you follow it up if you're going to take a hiatus and how you come back. Not a low light on here for me. All definitely highlights from Guru to Premiere to all the guest spots on here. Gotta love it. 
Notable Quotables. So my Notable Quotable all boils down to one song. And I wanted to go with a verse during Moment of Truth. I wanted to go with a verse on work. I wanted to even go with the verse on Betrayal, either Guru or Scarface. But when I talk about my notable quotable, it has to be above the clouds. <laughs> and I couldn't just pick one verse, right? Because I feel like if I pick one verse, like if I pick Dex verse, I'm ignoring the greatness of Guru's verse. And I have to go ahead and I included both of these on there. So my notable quotable is above the clouds, starting with Guru's first verse, where he says, I self-lorded masters shall bring disaster to evil factors, demonic chapters shall be captured by kings through the storms of days after until the earth from the sun through triple darkness to blast you with the force that can't be compared to any firepower for it's my powered share. The brainwave caused vessels to circulate like constellations reflect at night off the lake word to the father and mother earth seeing echolescent life through this hell for what it's worth. Look, listen and observe and watch another sea cipher pulling my peeps to the curb. Heed the words. It's like ghetto style proverbs. The righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve. Cannot afford to be confined to a cell. Brainwaves swell, turning the desert to a well. Experience the best teacher. Thoughts will spray like street sweepers. Little daddy street preacher. Illustrious feature. Narrator you select. Accompanied by deck plus the DJ you respect. The seven and a half combined over the front line. The ten percenters promoting slander in the airtime. Bear in mind, jewels be the tool of the trade. Sharp veins heavily praised and dues are paid. Like, what? <laughs> that's, that's crazy, right? That verse right there by Guru is absolutely crazy, which is saying something. Because Guru has a laundry list of verses that are absolutely insane. This is right up there. It is right up up there but then you follow that up with deck and deck does what deck does i leave scientists mentally scarred triple extra large wild like rock stars who smash guitars poison bars from the guards bust holes in your barrage and catch a charge shake them down like the riot squad invade your zone ruin like ancient rome i span the universe and return to earth to claim my throne the maker owner Plus soul controller, Ayatollah rest in the sky, must clouds my sofa, stand like Colossus, regardless to whom or what, numerous attempts in my life, so who to trust? Who but us, to supply you with the fire, the burning truth, 150 absolute proof, on the mic like Moses, spoke in golden scribe, survivors of the oldest tribe whose soldiers died, I notified the families who shed tears and more, but our hands are the ammo, cause the battle still on, sound the horn. We come rumbling through the function, precise laser beam technique to touch something. When we die hard to build the monument to honor us with, humongous effect in the world, we could have conquered it. <laughs> what? <sighs> this track is just ridiculous, man. You can't get a lot better than two verses right there by Guru and Deck. Absolutely crazy. And the story about this, when Primo said that he wanted to work with a member of the Wu, what he says is that during that time, he knew that he wanted to feature a Wu-Tang member. So he wanted either Ray or Ghost. So he went to RZA, Primo did, and said like, yo, this is what's happening. He's like, yo, it's like, that is the most slept on underground MC. And he's deadly when it comes to the verbals. And so they reached out to RZA and RZA pretty much was overseeing everything. And he said, all right, cool. Yeah, we can have Deck on that. So they handled it. And then they said that when Dex spoke to Gangstar on a three-way call before recording Above the Clouds, that Guru told Dex that the song was simply about your mental. And then hours later, when they went to D&D, Dex and Guru wrote their verses side by side. So they start stopping pretty much 
almost simultaneously going through and just writing their verses down. In the meanwhile, Primo was working on the beat and, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> it's crazy. So Above the Clouds, just an absolutely bananas track, man. You gotta love it. Final verdict. So my final verdict on the moment of truth. I, listen, this is an incredible album. To me, it is, I would say, right up there with Hard to Earn with my favorite Gangstar album. So I will say that this is a certified classic. And I say that because the quality of the album, the fact that they took four years off in between then, the rhymes, the production, the guest spots, there's nothing here that you can deduct points for. I mean, that's just me. I know there are some hardcore Gangstar fans out there. Some of them were like, oh, Daily Operations is my favorite. Oh, well, Hard to Earn is my favorite. Oh, well, Step in the Arena is my favorite. The Owners is my, one of the best. Yet to my, whatever. Lots of folks will say, oh, well, this is probably not their best album. I don't necessarily think that it's their best album. I think Hard to Earn may be their best album, but this is a close second if there is a close second. And I do think that both of those albums are classics. You cannot deduct any points on the card for this album. And the fact that it stood in such a landscape where there was such a dichotomy in the game that they stayed true to themselves once again. And they did different things. I mean, featuring MOP, featuring Inspector Deck, Casey and JoJo and the likes of Scarface on here. Something that they didn't do very often as far as when it came to collaborations with folks of that nature on a Gangstar album, but being able to do that and then knowing that it still was a critical and vintage Gangstar album. Nonetheless, like Guru said on the first track, when they do things, they do it so that they make sure that they elevate. They elevate whatever it is that they're doing. And that what Moment of Truth was to me. It was the fact that they took their music and elevated it appropriate for the time while still staying true to themselves. So that's what I'm going to say. Certified classic for Gangstar's Moment of Truth. Make sure y'all go check it out. Turning 25 years old. Go check it out. Go listen to it. And of course, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what you think. What do you like about Moment of Truth? What are some of your favorite tracks? Do you think it's a classic or not? Hit us up and let's talk about it. We love to continue the conversation. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are visiting us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. There you can learn more about the show, check out our past episodes, join our mailing list, leave a review, or if so inclined, you can leave us a voice note. Click the blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner to leave us a voice note to let us know what you think about the show or to just show us some love. To support the show, click the coffee cup shaded in yellow in the bottom left-hand corner to access our Buy Me A Coffee page. On Buy Me A Coffee, you can give a small monetary donation to support the show to ensure that we can keep the vault open for many years to come. You can also visit us on social media at Vault Classic Pod on IG, Twitter, and on TikTok. Also hit us on YouTube and our Facebook page. Like and follow us on social media. Subscribe to the pod and the YouTube channel we do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary or ordinary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.